So you remember I was making quite robust, some might even say egregious use of the um, soundboard software I got last week. Indeed, yeah. I was trying to shut the program down and it crashed uh, (laughs) in a way that means I can't open it and I can't shut it. And that's fine. It's all turned off apart from whenever I press enter. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Academy from StarCraft. (laughs) So on that note, <laughs> let's enter the podcast. Series 2, episode 10 of the Electronic Wireless Show. <laughs> Rock, paper, shotguns, PC gaming podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. My name is Alice Bell, and I'm joined this week by James Usher. I don't know why I always feel the need to say your name in a funny way. <laughs> Good morning. And, and my old man's a mushroom. Hello. <laughs> the name is uh, a reference that will become apparent in a minute. Yeah, I. So it does that every time. Every single time I press enter, you're, googling you, things makes me really pumped now. <laughs> you're you're a racer, mate. <laughs> you every sentence the... ends with a scream. <laughs> I write Warhammer 40k, bro. <laughs> That's the vibe. Oh my goodness! And <laughs> <laughs> you really you can't like control out delete or anything i probably will be able to after this podcast it's just but it's funnier it's, uh, yeah it's funnier taking the not. audio from my yeah it's a lot funnier <laughs> let's play it again <laughs> I, was, I, was to, I was talking to nate about this before you came on alice and um it sounds like if he tries shutting down the soundboard it might break his mic to just use normally it's beca- so it's become like a, it's become like a it's become a load-bearing sound effect. Yeah, it's like a parasitic twin that takes over. <laughs> oh no! Well, this this episode's going to be fun, isn't it? I'll, I'm going to be It'll jump be a real scared. scream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! How are you both? I mean, Nate, obviously you're well. <laughs> <laughs> James, are you good? Are you adequate? I, I'm. Yeah, I'm mostly adequate. Um, so I, I keep I keep thinking about a dream I had while I was on holiday last week. Oh yeah. Um, basically, I dreamt that I was managing uh, Wendy's. You know the, <laughs> the, the 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 American fast food chain that has a small number of branches here in the UK. Yeah. So, so, uh, so I dreamt that I was managing this Wendy's, and um, it was a UK Wendy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, okay. it was in the UK, but at one point, in walked. Uh, actor and comedian Ben Stiller, <laughs> who who proceeded to inform me that he was deathly ill. <laughs> and this is just as, an, an Adam Sandler film so far. And, uh, <laughs> and as his as his dying wish, he would like me to give him a kiss. <laughs> James. No, I don't. I. I I like to think I'm quite open-minded, but in in this dream, I was I remember being quite unwilling to kiss Ben Stiller. I mean, so would any of us be, I think, in those yeah. circumstances, coming um, to your place of work, and <laughs> I'd be very anxious about. Yeah, that. He, he, yeah. Even, he even he even set up like a hospital bed in the <laughs> Wendy's because he was, you know, he was so deathly ill he needed to lie down on it. Um, but about to become Ben Stilled. But me, me refu- he was very um, cross that I refused to kiss him. So he, so he sprung up out of his bed, uh, went outside, and proceeded to destroy my branch of Wendy's oh, by, no. firing, by firing flaming rocks at it from a massive trebuchet. 
streaming this. It's brilliant. And, and what makes this all particularly strange is that when I came back home, I found that the actual branch of Wendy's five minutes from my house had closed down while I was away. <laughs> so I, I think I may have been gifted with some very limited and specific power of prophecy. You're like Cassandra, that, no one will believe you. That revolves around actor and comedian Ben Stiller committing destruction of property. I truly believe there should be like a social equivalent of the Victoria Cross for people who can tell an anecdote about a dream that well. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a rare gift. Yes, I'm... I'm to, to answer your question, Alice, I'm very well, except uh, my favourite branch of Wendy's is closed. So I don't know if I have a favourite branch of Wendy's. But... <laughs> I've never been to a Wendy's. Oh, uh, when when like this particular Wendy's is great. Um, it's really, uh, well, it was uh, really nice and quiet, nice and airy, lots of light. Um, probably so quiet that's probably that <laughs> might be why it closed <laughs> down. I was going to say. Don't think fast like, food restaurants should be low, low, low breeze. Yeah. If you enjoy making out with 2000s Hollywood comedians uh, on the edge of the great beyond as well, I hear it's really good. <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't want to. That's, that's where, the, that's where the, the problem arose. <laughs> Is Wendy's the one that has square burgers? Yes. Uh, I oh. have been to a Wendy's. Yeah. One opened in Brighton before I moved. I thought it was okay. <laughs> uh, good, good fries. I, I am, I am okay. I'm still very tired from. I, I had to fly um, to Los Angeles last week for a, a game preview for Star Wars, which is now on the website. I was thoroughly whelmed by the preview, nice. um, and yeah, I had to fly out. Uh, and back on like a three day turnaround, so went a bit uh, off the old boil on the flights. Well, that's um, a huge amount of time to spend in your hawk form as well. Uh, yeah, so it's, it was quite a strain on the body, and I had to do a a change in Heathrow, uh, a pit went stop to a Condor. Or... Yeah, and <laughs> uh, they were doing a new thing where they were like they had chosen the um and i don't know why you'd choose this security lane to train up your new security personnel because that is surely the the connecting flight security lane is the flight where people have the least time <laughs> to lose yeah. they're training new staff and um i accidentally left my laptop in my bag like a chump so then the guy was like right well we'll teach you how to swab a bag so this guy oh. he got his his little trainee and i don't blame the trainee uh to empty out all my fucking used knickers and like everything in my bag hmm. into the security tray and then swab it it then came up positive so they kept swabbing it and patting me down for about 20 minutes until finally someone was like just let her go to Ireland, you know. And I fully recognise that <laughs> if I was not a small white woman, I pro it probably they probably wouldn't have just been like, "Yeah, it's probably fine, let her go." Yeah, that but, is. Uh, but wow. I did nearly miss my flight home because they they were just genuinely swabbed my bag about six times, and and then I had to repack all my pants. Star Wars, Rachel. The weirdest thing was that we were all given a fucking lightsaber and they didn't say boo about that. <laughs> I had a giant lightsaber in my bag. The TSA, however, were not amused by the lightsaber <laughs> one bit. How functional is it? I mean, it's not real. <laughs> oh. But does it even have like a, a, a glowy whoosh? I think you know? it's meant to have a glowy whoosh. It's more like a, a replica rather than a toy i think oh, okay. I think i think it's supposed to light up but mine doesn't fucking work so i've got a broken lightsaber <laughs> i don't know what to do with this is like i understand why people think that games journalists are shills because people give us lightsabers but honestly if you could see my face when i realized i had to carry this lightsaber home the lightsaber is just... the burden it's no cyber babe statuette is it no. Imagine, though, like the TSA. Man, we've Googled it, and it says here it's an elegant weapon for a more civilised time. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just left it on the sidewalk in LA. Anyway, I'm trying to think. That's how you get Yodas. That is how you get Yodas. Do you want Yodas? Because this is how you get Yodas. Um, 
Do you know what else? What other game I bet they give out loads of promotional tap for? Give it a try. <laughs> the, the Last of Us. <laughs> I suppose they do. Yeah, this week, while I was away, in fact, I think it was the day that last week's episode came out. So if I was more organized, we would have done this before. But uh, The Last of Us Part One came out on PC. This is, I think, the. I mean, there was the first version of the game, then there was the remaster, then the remake, which is what this is, came out on consoles, and now it's out on PC. So this is the fourth <laughs> version of the game. Um, and it's broke. Um, but uh, there's been a long sort of road to The Last of Us Part 1 on PC Uh, so a few weeks before it came out uh, it was on February the 4th Naughty Dog developers announced that their you know the road with Mushroom Zombies video game was going to be delayed for its PC release Uh, Nate would you like to read out the extract that I sent to you I would love to We know a lot of you have been revisiting the story that started it all with The Last of Us Part 1 on PlayStation 5 console. We realise many of you have been very excited to jump in, some for the first time, and Part 1 hits PC. So I, Sir Anthony Hopkins, want to make sure that The Last of Us Part 1 (laughs) PC debut is in the best shape possible. These additional few weeks will allow us to ensure this version of The Last of Us lives up to your and our standards. We are so excited to bring The Last of Us Part 1 to a new platform, reaching new and returning players, with Joel and Ellie's unforgettable story of survival, and we hope that you'll continue to look forward to its PC release on March the 28th. The Naughty Dog team appreciates your support and enthusiasm, and we look forward to sharing more about The Last of Us Part 1 PC version soon. Endure and survive, Naughty Dog. So that was an extract from a now ubiquitous Twitter uh, announcement. I love that video games companies just do that now. They just put an image on Twitter. Uh, From Naughty Dog saying, yeah, The Last of Us Part 1 will be released on March the 28th. So a bit of a delay. And it felt like they were saying, you know what, there's going to be more scrutiny on this because everyone likes the TV series on HBO. So we're going to kind of put a bit more effort into it uh that was all accurate apart from the mention of Sir Anthony Hopkins (laughs) although what a game it would have been if he was in it or indeed led Naughty Dog uh but when it did come out which was last week now it uh it didn't fucking work lads um and I've each of you have got three PC uh Steam reviews that you can alternate reading. Uh, let's start with James. <clears throat> uh, I can't. I can't really do any subject impressions, so I just do my like pound stretcher ASMR voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the single worst PC port I have ever seen. Waited ten years for the game, avoiding any and all walkthrough videos, reviews, spoilers, and etc. And this disgusting excuse for the port. <laughs> ruined every single ounce of excitement I had for the game. The only thing more depressing and sad than this game's storyline is bloody performance and crash that are causing you to cry because you can't properly enjoy this masterpiece. That was bri- a brilliant choice of voice for that one. <laughs> that, was a, that, was a, that was a dash of Matt Berry. <laughs> I'm trying for... The, I'm, I want to pass the reverse Voigtkamp test. <laughs> Naughty Dog have discovered an incredible strategy here. It goes a little something like this. Step one, release a technological disaster of a game after drumming up hype and pre-orders. Step two, build shaders in the main menu to run up the clock. Step three, victim's refund window has almost expired by the time they get in-game and realize. Step four, profit. Hoping to see some big names adopting this strategy. After all, they clearly cared more about developing it than this port. More like the crash of us. <laughs> That's it. That's the <laughs> Brevity is the soul of wit. <laughs> Dear developers, this is my feedback about optimization of your greatest game. I left it at your doors. Enjoy. And then open bracket. A- ASCII art of someone doing a shit. Close bracket. 
<laughs> Brevity is the soul of wit. Well, <laughs> contrary to that spirit, 80 gigabyte download, one hour. Unpacking game, 45 minutes. Building shaders, 45 minutes. Loading prologue, 10 minutes. Actual playing, 5 minutes. Stutter and crash. Sounds like a great TV cop show, actually. Five minutes. <laughs> actually playing, five minutes. Stutter and crash, five minutes. Requesting Wii Fund, one minute. Fun ad, zero minutes. The so, math yeah, doesn't lie. The math does not lie. Uh, and from that, we can sort of see the common thing is it's stuttering, crashing, and uh, people seem to be taking issues with the shaders specifically, with the game taking a long time to build them in at launch and then crashing during the process. So this sort of seems similar to uh, what happened with the Callista Protocol as well. That was a shader issue when I played it. James, can you shed any light as the hardware master on the technical issues that are happening with this port? Yes. So I was I was also on holiday when this happened, so I'm mainly going to be regurgitating things I I saw in the Digital Foundry video about it, uh, which I I think we can do right there. There are yeah, there are part of the family. Mates. Yeah, we'll link yeah. out to them, yeah. Um, so the the shader thing, there's actually a sort of sense involved in having a long shader compilation when when you start the game because that's supposed to essentially the long the the more time you spend combining shaders, in theory, the less stuttering you should see in game. Evidently, that hasn't really worked, and you just get this massive like forty minute plus wait. When you first start the game, and then it just stutters and crashes anyway. So when you say compiled, and this is me being a sensible boy with metaphors for once, mm. is it like a DJ sort of racking up records so they're ready to go when he wants to sample something? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So they're like, like, they are they they are loaded and sitting there. Yeah, yeah, more, more or less. Okay. Um, there are also some other weird issues, like it's. Uh, it's extremely CPU limited, the, like the general performances, and that's partly because when you enter when you when you enter a new area, it kind of streams streams the rest of the area in in the background, um, which takes up okay. a lot of um, like CPU resources. So until it finishes loading, you'll get you can get like much lower performance. So there'll be there there can be I I. I personally haven't experienced this. I've played for like, I don't know, three or four hours now. Um, but the, the Digital Foundry guys found that you could play for like 50 seconds or so um, in an area, and then it suddenly the performance jumps up because the background streaming's finished. There are also just some funky glitches, uh, including character models gradually becoming wetter and wetter in cutscenes <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Because okay, they, this is great. <laughs> because they're, gain, they're gaining the kind of like the wetness texture you get when you go into water, and then when you, <laughs> and then when you come out, you like gradually dry off. But it was happening like that in reverse, so they were, <laughs> so characters were just getting really sweaty for no reason. <laughs> Moist chats. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. We uh, we sh- we should say uh, Naughty Dog are currently in mega hot fixing mode. Um, there's actually meant to be one coming out later today, which is Tuesday, that addresses some stuff. Yes, there was um, one so, or like two days after it came out. Yeah, I think there's um, already been like two yeah. meaningful updates since it came out, and there'll be another one today. So this could all this could all change by the time you hear this podcast. Um, as, as ever, but, yeah. But yeah, for sure, it is it is in a bad state <laughs> that it probably should not have have launched in. <laughs> I love the getting wet thing though. That's really good. It's like a feature. That's not a bug. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how real, real dwarf fortress energy, actually. Yeah, that's how Nate would ideally spend his life. <laughs> Increasingly <become> moist. <laughs> it, I've seen some comments saying it's the same people that ported uh, the Arkham games, or at least some of the Arkham games. Um, really. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's true. My understanding is this is a joint endeavor between Naughty Dog themselves and Iron Galaxy, who made the Uncharted 
uh, Legacy of Thieves collection port, mm. which was which wasn't perfect, but was did launch in like far better state than this has. Yeah, and it seems yeah. it seems to be Naughty Dog taking the lead on these hot fixes as well. So I don't I don't really know to what extent you can like if you if you want to do finger pointing. Like I'm not entirely sure who you should point your finger at at this do- point. Do you think it's more likely a casualty of what we were talking about before that we're just going to get rubbish PC ports from now on? Uh, quite possibly. I do. I do also wonder if they may have rushed it out a bit to get it as close to the TV show as possible. Ah, okay, possibly. Yeah, yeah. And and even and that's even with the delay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, it is slated still as one of the greatest video games of of all time uh <laughs> nate i know that you played it in your own inimitable fashion <laughs> when it yeah, came out for for newer listeners um me and a, a friend did a playthrough over uh, overnight and we were role-playing that joel had lost his his mind with grief and reinvented himself as ceramus the brick knight who would only ever fight with a half brick, but would like rush into <laughs> danger without any sense of fear or self-preservation. Um, and we actually, we got a huge way into the game just using a brick with the exception of the scene where he was like uh, caught upside down in a trap and you have to use a gun to break the rope. Um, <laughs> we, we only used the gun because he could not physically hold a brick at the time. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you? Um, I think we started about 7pm and we finally packed it in about 6am the next day, having, <laughs> having got probably about half as far as you would expect in the you've done during that time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's quite, it's quite a laboured way. <laughs> and talk about narrative bloody dissonance as well. Um, like, because we'd be having these really like melancholy dialogues with people, and then immediately running into a room full of mushroom-headed men and just gleefully roaring like Laurence Olivier doing Henry V, <laughs> trying to bring ceramic justice to these names, <laughs> just completely ignoring any emotions he'd been feeling minutes previously. Why? Why did he become like? An English <laughs> medieval knight. He's <laughs> lost his mind, Alice. Sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> it originally released uh, in, I want to say, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a... Was it a, when I it was think announced? 2013. You're right, no. you're right. Really? It was announced. I'll tell you why I've said 2011 in a minute. It was announced in 2011 and uh, came out on PlayStation 3 in 2013. Um, and it became one of the best-selling video games of all time. It sold 1.3 million units in its first week. And it sold 17 million in total by April 2018. One can only imagine that everyone in the world almost has a, a copy of The Last of Us by now, given how many times and in how many forms it's come out. Um, there was also the DLC. Um with the single player uh, Left Behind DLC where you played as Ellie. Um, and <laughs> I want to give give you a so guys read out from an interview that Eurogamer did in 2011. This is why I said 2011. So two years before the game came out. Um, <laughs> Nate, do you want to read out the quote that I sent you from this interview. Speaking at the studio's offices in Santa Monica on Monday, creative director and writer Neil Druckmann told Eurogamer his team wanted to raise the bar in order to make other game developers realise, okay, I really need to learn the craft of storytelling. I really need to involve my (laughs) actors in this in order to get realistic performances and realistic actors. It's what we want to do. He also argued that reviewers were too quick to praise average storytelling, which could hold back the medium's development. <laughs> we try so hard at Naughty Dog to push things, he said. And then games come out that are fun and exciting, get visceral things right. But to read and reviews that they have an amazing story is disheartening to us because we worked so hard at it. 
as critics, we need to raise the bar. Otherwise, no one's going to change. We're going to keep pushing ourselves and kill ourselves to make this story happen. But hope that by doing it, the rest of the industry is going to take notice and try to do the same thing. <laughs> Just for the for the tape, Nate, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, I, I thought it was very clear. It was uh, Neil, Neil Druckmann, oh, creative yeah, director and writer at uh, Naughty Dog. <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh, there's also a quote from game director Bruce Straley, uh, which I've sent to you, James. Mm, indeed. Bruce Straley said, it's not just a zombie game. It's going to be compl- <laughs> it's going to be a completely amazing experience that no player has experienced for this genre. The characters, the development, everything. Now, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of admire that two years before the game came out, they were just like, you know, everyone else, they're shit. <laughs> like... Yeah, but like. Whew. The, the chicken shop fight start energy there is... It's quite that, strong, real, isn't it? That reckless arrogance. I mean, it's, everyone loved it, so I guess they backed it up. But um, Yeah, I mean, fair play. <laughs> but they came out hot. They came out of those gates strong. There. <laughs> uh, but this is like... this. I've said before that my opinion that I cannot shop around polite video game dinner parties is that I don't think the last of us is that good. Oh. I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's a transcendental work of genius. Um, but I, I, I do admire that Drugman Australia was saying this in 2011, at which point the games that Naughty Dog were most famous for were Uncharted and like Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> But paragons of, of you know narrative storytelling. <laughs> In fairness, I did really like Uncharted Three, but it's still not like it's not War and Peace. <laughs> um, what James, you've played The Last of Us. Yes. Did you like The Last of Us? I do like The Last of Us. Um. It's very often a, a very tense, uh, taut stealth game. I think. I think in the in the in the take storm that this game series so easily whips up, um, including by it the people who made it, um, it is easy to get that the. Well, I I think the like the stealth action adventure game underneath it can actually be very compelling. Mm. Um, I've like I've I've been playing. Um, this part one PC version in between and in between the crashes, um, I've been I've been enjoying myself. Good, uh, good to hear. Yeah, it's now obviously I've got. I'm looking at the game through brick tinted spectacles, <laughs> um, but I've got to say, in you know remembering it, what does stand out to me, um. Yeah, and, and given that we were going for a really narrow window of tactical options, uh, was the versatility in you know minute to minute tactics like very exciting? Uh, what was what's that thing that's the design principle that's commonly evoked around Halo? Like ten minutes of excitement, um, sort of neatly packaged. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, yeah, yeah. it paced itself really well. Um, there were a lot of options in encounters. Um, I sort of remember the broad story and a couple of the twists, but honestly, that's not what stands out to me in in remembering it. Mm. I like. I don't think I, I hate talking about the Last of Us because it feels like a hot take to say like I don't think the story is that amazing. But I like. I'm not trying it for it to be a hot take. I have no real take on the Last of Us. Um, have you lads watched the TV show? I've not. No. You haven't? Nope. It's it's weird. I mean, it's very good. The production values are extremely high. In some ways, it's more effective than the game because they mass murder fewer people. (laughs) (laughs) So when Joel does his big mass murder at the end, it kind of has more impact. Um, There are some scenes, especially early on, that are just like shot for shot 
exactly the same as like a game cutscene, which I I think I've said before. I'm sort of like, if you're going to adapt something, adapt it. To- yeah, we, we we talked about this through a few episodes ago, didn't we? Mm. Um, that's actually why I didn't really look into it because it seemed to be just. Well, I mean, I've already played the Last of Us, and if they're just going to do the same thing yeah. shot for shot, then why why pay for this extra subscription subscription service? It it well, does I, make I know I know it I know it um deviates later on. Yeah, it but, does um, make some some good choices elsewhere as well. I think, but to me, like seeing the story play out in a TV show, just just sort of in that context, I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like it's not the greatest story ever told i don't know um but it did uh create a thing where like obviously people have litigated the last of us in video game spaces for a very long time uh but now now everyone else is as well uh kotaku did an article that was almost that was just about how everyone is fucking talking about the last of us (laughs) uh james i sent you a little extract from that ah yes uh quote but now Everyone is talking about this fucking ending from my video game ignorant parents who once worried about me screaming into my microphone when I'm playing Halo 3 to the person at my gym who knows what I do for a living and even prestigious legacy news publications like the New York Times. That daily newspaper has picked up the discourse torch, (laughs) albeit 10 years after it was first lit by gamers across the globe. Uh, I've also sent you a, a... It's the final paragraph of that referenced new york times article which is about the ending of the game ah yes so quote the new york times this may be the question that hangs over the next season with this gut punch of a finale the last of us has made its stakes about something bigger than simply keeping ellie alive all of us it says have the right to play our own game yeah <laughs> if only we could talk to the monsters it has <laughs> s- such a bang of that about it it's really <laughs> i don't know what it is and i know it's because like this games are a specialist thing but whenever i see like a proper newspaper or whatever talk about games and they put like playable character in big air quotes stuff. <laughs> 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 just find it very funny um, and there, yeah, there was discourse about the ending again, which I I don't understand why there even is discourse because people were saying like you know no he did the right thing etc. I think it's very clear what you're supposed to think of the ending. It's not a complicated thing. Do, I never got know. to the ending. Did you not? No, no, Sarah was tired. I mean, it's quite tiring hefting half breaks around, I suppose. So I'll have to find that out. I'll probably find out through watching the TV show if I'm honest. Uh, well, I won't spoil it for you or the listeners here, but I I feel like it's the ending is extremely unambiguous. <laughs> but personally, do you agree, James? Yes, actually, I will spoil I will spoil the ending. The ending is that the scientists who are taking Ellie to announce that they have created a machine that will create the most evil animal to ever exist, and then Joel <laughs> and then Joel, and then Joel walks out of the machine and says, "It turns out it's man." <laughs> did not see that one coming <laughs> let's move on to talk about what we actually are playing rather than games that i'm not going to play again <laughs> unfortunately alice i've only been playing the last of us <laughs> very good <laughs> but it is uh, crashing on you yeah, yeah, it's crashing. Um, I'm, I'm not getting because I only started playing it after the first couple of hot fixes. I've not been getting like the really juicy stuff, like the the moist characters. Uh, the, the moistening. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I am. I am getting the the really long shader comp at the start, which is very annoying because I'm supposed to be uh, performance testing it, which involves like plugging in and out a bunch of different graphics cards and every time you change the graphics card you have to do a new shader comp oh god so, oh no yeah so i've spent i've done like three different graphics cards on the steam deck so at this point i've spent maybe two and a half hours of my life watching a a shader compilation percentage tick up can i can i ask you as a man who's spent a lot of his professional life doing that what's your what's your go-to sort of 
you know, mind's eye and micro distraction while watching a progress bar fill up or a percentage increase? Like other little 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 games you play with yourself to keep the madness at bay. Uh, I I uh <laughs> no. I just, I just I I I have my other work, I guess, on a on a different monitor. And uh, you and, just try and just... bury, bury, bury myself in work. Go into sleep mode like a Stop like confronting a the demons. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I'll just stare and imagine weird fractals. Yeah. Good, good normal man behavior. Just innocent men. <laughs> just innocent men. Um, <laughs> so you've been playing The Last of Us uh, and enjoying it. Well, yeah, more or less. Um, I, I forgot how many uh, like really tedious pick up the board. And yeah. move it so that you can walk over the board sections there are. There was funny, they didn't even really do I thought I expected them there was a bit where like he has to like hoist her up somewhere and you know, she drops down a ladder or whatever. But there was I thought they'd put in a reference to the tedious boards, but they didn't. Alright. <laughs> uh but yeah, other, like other the the bits in between that I think are pretty good. Um yeah, the the st- the stealth is more tense and maybe slightly more difficult than I remember. I don't know if they've adjusted how sensitive the mushroom zombies are uh, yeah. to your presence. Um, I've are you seen... going to be playing it a bit longer, do you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Can you get a good Ceramus screenshot for old time's sake? Oh, I'll, I'll find him in the game. I'll do, 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 do you know what, Nate? I'll, I'll find a brick and I'll go into photo mode. Specifically, I'd be really happy with nice, that. Uh, yeah, let's get get brick, that in the Discord. A good brick night photo. <laughs> so weird, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you playing, Nate? Oh, I've been free basing fucking Hearthstone out of a shattered light bulb. <laughs> 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 Every so often, you go back to it, don't you? Oh, it's rotten. <laughs> Proper train spotting business. No, I've been, um, it's the battlegrounds mode on it. It's just good. Um, and it, I don't remember what game I was saying this about. Um, but it's one of those as a service things where they can't quite get the balance right. So they completely reinvent the rules every six months. So every time the horrible, comet of my addiction reaches perihelion and I'm forced to open the game uh, it's a whole new game which only adds to the difficulty <laughs> so uh, that will probably last about another three days before I uh, uninstall but uh, yeah riding high what's the flavour of the update this time uh, buddies are back um, which are in battlegrounds it's a sort of an auto chess thing and if you like play aggressively early on you get a little mate you know, in classic Blizzard style, was either like a, you know, an imp with tits, or you know, <laughs> some sort of robot newt with a grating voice, yeah. um, and that will assist you in your your main ability. Uh, they've also added undead minions, which are quite fun because they do a lot of coming back to life after they've died. Um, so there's quite a few heroes where your your special ability is based on just all of your minions dying again and again and again. Which just makes you stronger, quite bleak, but fun to play with. I'm glad you're having a nice time. In a uh, way. In a, in a way, a nice time. Uh, I have been playing Road 96 Year Zero for review. Um, it's a prequel to Road 96, which was a sort of, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It was a, not really a roguelike, but like you played as a series of hitchhiking teenagers trying to get from the bottom of a sort of reimagined uh, 1990s fascist America and you hitchhike from the bottom to what is kind of the Canadian border I guess um, mm. not really it's sort of fictionalized um, by you know hitchhiking with someone in their car and chatting to them or maybe you steal a car or you walk for a bit or whatever and whenever you stop there's another little interaction with people at a diner or a truck stop or whatever Um, and you would do this with successive teens over and over again and one character that you keep meeting is Zoe who's the daughter of one of the government ministers 
And Road 96, Year Zero, is the story of how Zoe became kind of a, a revolutionary. Um, and it involves her being the rich girl, making friends with, you know, the poor kid who lives on the wrong side of the tracks. Because you know that, you know, sort of Zoe's story, the other side of this, you kind of know the what the end of, of Year Zero was going to be when you start. Yeah. It feels like it's kind of really only if you liked Road 96. I'm not entirely sure why it exists. It's very different to Road 96. You go around this little gated city that you live in. There are three different areas. There's like your nice area. There's the poor people's area where they live. And then there's the town square kind of thing. Um, And then in an abandoned building site is your base where you hang out with your mate. And you have little interaction with people and in between that there are sort of rhythm action races that are literal and metaphorical representations of you being chased by the cops or having an argument about whether the government is good or not stuff like that it's not bad i just don't know why it is at all really because i didn't think road road 96 was like that popular so the ip is tied in but it's a completely different style of game yeah, I mean the art style's the same, but what you do is is different. Yeah, and Salt. yeah, and it also the other character, your mate um, Kaito, is f- from one of their other games, which was a rhythm action game. So it's sort of tying in that. Um, well, I like that they like their characters that much. Yeah, it's kind of sweet, isn't it? Uh, but he's he's from Lost in Harmony, which is a, a kind of musical skateboarding game. I just, it's, it's just, a, it's just kind of very interesting game to exist almost. But you, I don't think you're really going to get anything out of it if you haven't played Road ninety six. Is it one of those games that feels like it's come from an incredibly similar and yet still separate parallel universe? Kinda, yeah. Where it's, it's like you know the original was a runaway success, and these are you know hugely known characters, and so it demanded a, a prequel. Yeah. Yeah, almost, yeah. But, you know, it's fun. The politics in it are a bit obvious, obviously, because it's all just like, bruh, I'm evil, you know. Um, <laughs> I love saying that. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, played Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor last week. Played four hours of it. It was all right. There you go. <laughs> Do you fight any monsters? I did. I fought a Rancor. It killed oh, me classic. every time. Yeah, I ran away from it. But you could do... I thought it was quite clever. The Rancor Cave had bones around the floor, which you could force throw into its mouth, like what Luke does in the film. Oh. So there are little fun touches like that. But it's exactly what you'd expect, which is uh, Fallen Order, but more. So there's bigger areas. You can do more lightsaber stuff. It's just more. Same game, but more. That's what you expect from, you know, a AAA sequel. Mm. Star Wars. Star Wars! Ah, sh- oh, fuck! There you go. <laughs> I didn't use that as a strap. <laughs> oh, you bastard. <laughs> oh, no. You're welcome. Oh, do you know what it is now, though? I feel like it's a good day to wear hard. Yeah! I nailed it! James! <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about this week for hardware? So... Uh, Asus, um, which I'm sometimes told is pronounced Asus, but I'm not going to do that, uh, have announced the ROG Ally, which is a very Steam Deck-like handheld PC, mm. only running Windows 11 instead of a custom operating system like SteamOS. Uh, it was actually announced on April Fool's Day, so I initially didn't pay much mind to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> side, side note, people who make games and hardware for games, please don't do that. That's incredibly tedious. Oh. Um, but they've since said, but they've since said it is a real thing. They don't have a release date or a price for it, but it will truly go on sale at some point. So it's called an ally. Yeah, that's that's, that's great a very, SEO, is it? It's, a, <laughs> a, it's also like you know that that gives a vibe that it serves the same cause as you and will fight alongside you, but won't necessarily care if you know. You, you go down in, in, in the course of duty. You know, it's an ally. It's not should, comrade. Should call it, yeah, rog friend, rog yeah. bestie, <laughs> rog BFF. 
I just opened, I went ooh then because I opened the, the video trailer and it was really loud. Um, and it says, not an April Fool's joke in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> video description. Just don't do it on April the 1st, which is, side note, yeah, the most annoying day now, especially if you're writing news. Just absolute fucking jokers, a lot of you. Terrible stuff. Hmm. Uh, it, it does sound pretty interesting. Um, so according to YouTuber Dave2D, who has given a early engineering sample to play with, it is more powerful than the Steam Deck. It has a yeah. 120 hertz screen, so it can show frame merits above 60 f above 60 FPS, which a Steam Deck can't. And because it's running Windows, it shouldn't have all the game compatibility issues yeah. that SteamOS can have. Tempering all that is there are questions I think about stuff like battery life because things like high refresh rate displays yeah. use more power and how affordable it will be because. Anyone who's ever bought like a an Asus Rog keyboard or a mouse or a monitor knows there is a bit of a an Asus Rog tax compared hey. to maybe comparable hardware. It's always like quite premium priced, and this is clearly like higher spec than the Steam Deck. Um, yeah. And Asus, Asus, unlike Valve, are not subsidized by a thirty percent cut of every game that's sold on Steam. Yeah. So. Yeah. What does yeah. ROG stand for? Republic. Wrecked on Games? <laughs> Republic of Gamers. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I wish I hadn't so asked. It's an, it's an ally of the Republic of Gamers. Oh wow. <laughs> it's a, oh my god. We're well building. In the, in the, 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 the NATO of <laughs> Probably video she, game hardware. She this, says is, was... this, is, uh, this is Finland, I guess. <laughs> It was um, it was WrestleMania this weekend, and my partner was watching loads of the attendant uh, stuff because loads of uh, other wrestling promotions put on their own little shows that weekend. And there was there's what there's a load actually under the GCW umbrella, uh, and I was like, "What does the GC stand for in GCW?" And I said, "Like, is it is it gas C words wrestling?" <laughs> <laughs> He looked at me very askance as if I understood him. Um, this, the, the ally looks smaller than the Steam Deck and yes. kind of ch cheaper looking, <laughs> if I can say that, because it's white. It, it looks, yeah. and I don't like the like RGB lighting around the thumbsticks either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's. Um... It doesn't have the like as big as big uh, hand grips as the deck does, and it doesn't yeah. have the it doesn't have the track pads that the deck does either. Yeah, I don't. Um, I would never... less like to hold it. It it looks a bit like the one of the um, there's a Chinese company called Iron Neo. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Who have been doing these kind of like little portable Windows PCs before the Steam Deck. To be fair to them, yeah, um, but they never. I've never felt they were that compelling a product, partly because, yeah, they just look a bit a bit naff and are kind of crazy expensive. Like the the INEO 2, which released late last year, and is kind of similar to the to the ROG Ally, would cost you about, I think, 1,400 quid. Ooh. And that's to import. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's kind of cool that a big hardware maker like Asus is getting involved in portable PCs. Do you, do you think we're going to be seeing more of them now that Steam Deck has shown people will buy them? I think we will, yeah. But I, I do think the Steam Deck will remain the most successful one. Mm. It will be like, you know, when Apple phones took off and then anyone who has an Android is like... <laughs> This so actually be good. How <laughs> like, much is the Steam Deck right now? Uh, the cheapest one is three hundred and oh god, I probably know. This. I don't know. Some I think it's somewhere between three hundred and fifty and three hundred and eighty. Okay, so that's not most, bad. And then the most expensive is I think five hundred and fifty. About. Yeah. What's your pub reckon as to what this new fella is going to cost? The Ally. Oh yeesh. Um, more than that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like maybe maybe over a grand. Like I just it's... looking at it, it like when I have the Steam Deck, 
because uh, I took it on my flight and I was playing it. And I, you know, when you're playing on your Steam Deck, it looks it's all big and black and and like cool looking, and it it sort of looks like, you know, it it looks like you've got you know the next new thing, and you're like ahead of the curve or whatever. And this looks like some fucking baby shit. Like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, a bit Fisher Price. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, like when I'm playing the Steam Deck, my vibe is is like people would ask me like, "Oh, what's that?" And then if I was holding this thing with its like colored buttons and RGB lighting and stuff, people would be like, "Oh, is that the new Nintendo?" <laughs> <laughs> It's so interesting that we've gone from Apple making white ovals, the pinnacle of consumer electronics mm. design in the early 2000s, to being back in a place where like 1995 Game Gear aesthetic is, <laughs> is right on top again. <laughs> I just, I, the marketing on hardware stuff just makes me feel disgusted because I, it shows, I think, very clearly what my, like people think of gamers. <laughs> and that like we have the worst taste in the world. But also, genuinely, I yeah, I wouldn't pay a grand for this, mm. and and I think it's bad when um, handheld stuff is is white because it, it gets dirty, doesn't it? It gets dirty, yeah. it gets grubby. You get your hand gr- grub all over it. Mm. Grubby gamers, yeah, all our Cheeto dust <laughs> gets in all the air. Gum, gumming up the RGB thumbsticks. Mm. <laughs> it must be tricky to get the balance of specs right though, because. Like even Valve say the Steam Deck is not meant to be someone's main PC. It is a relatively cheap way of playing your existing PC games in a different way. Yeah. So things like the ROG Ally or the Ioneer 2, they do need they need to compete with Steam Deck and faster, more powerful specs is kind of like the obvious way to do that. But then yeah. if it com- but then if it becomes too premium, does it then lose the appeal of being like the sidearm to your big gun desktop. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah, because like if I if I was to spend like more than eight hundred quid on something to play games with, I'd probably put that money into like a big graphics card or something. Yeah, exactly. I think I would as well because I need a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I've got. I'll have to email you for advice after this because I, I need to shuffle around for one. Um, yeah, I think we will see more though, but they'll just be kind of rough. Do you remember what, like there was a whole after the the Wii and the Wii U and all that like and handhelds became a thing again. There was a load of, like do you remember the Amico? <laughs> all that kind yeah. of stuff. There was a blast of them and none of them really stuck. So I think we will see more people making a play for it, but I don't think Yeah. I don't think yeah, that'll I mean, stick. This- this doesn't feel like competition to me because like, I, I would conceivably take a punt on a cheap Steam Deck knowing full well I'm running the risk that I just won't use it much, whereas yeah. that's not something I'm going to do with a four-figure purchase ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do we got time for a beans metaphor for this or do we not need one? <laughs> uh, I think you had one a, a second ago. This is the... Uh, the you could argue that the ally is too big an iron to have on one's hip. <laughs> you know, when you've already got a Gatling gun mounted on top of your carriage. Best to have a, <laughs> a trusty revolver from Valve. There you go. I mean, no beans involved, but we'll take it. No, the guns fire beans. <laughs> <laughs> it's to stop other cowboys getting hungry, you're like, have a slug of this, partner. <laughs> Tarot Jocularity, Nate? Yeah, quick one today. Funny, we should mention Cowboys and Beans, uh, because that's that's what we're playing at today. I don't know if you saw um, my incredibly last-minute half-hearted prep request, which was just for you to each think of a list of video games that come easily to mind. Did you get that? I did, yeah. I've got them, yeah. Great. Okay, so very simple. I'm going to start a six-minute timer. You're going to take it in turns to describe the games to me, but in terms of nouns, well, I won't. I won't be a real stickler on this. But in terms of like important nouns, you can only use cowboys and beans. Um, and as soon as I guess what? the game, uh, I'll give you a point, and uh, we'll, we'll switch. Wait, all what? nouns, what? <laughs> but like but you can... not 
you can say things like, you know, the game or this mechanic, but do you know what I mean? Instead of saying Crash Bandicoot, you have to say the main cowboy. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. And instead of, like, jumping on his enemies, like, you know, taking beans from his foes. Uh, so, just, you know, if... Uh, I won't, like I say, I won't be, go full just a minute on rules pedantry, uh, but I'm, I'm wanting a cowboy and bean metaphor for the game as a whole. Good okay. lord. Okay. This is going to be really hard. Okay. <laughs> okay uh, the timer starts He's going now. first? Yeah, who's going Alice. first? Okay. Um, so this is a sequel to a very well-regarded uh, Western. Um, it's <laughs> about uh, a gang who uh, worked together in the first game uh, and now have to form up and ride out again because the posse that menaced them in the first game uh, is back and badder than ever. (laughs) 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 The other posse are like from a town really (laughs) far away like super far. (laughs) Uh, Is it Mass Effect? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess that because Alice Bell was describing it to me. Hey. <laughs> One point to you, James. Um, so you 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 play as a cowboy in a ran- randomly generated world um, of, I, I guess, square cacti and rocks and sand. It's Minecraft. Um, oh, that that that's no fun. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alice. Okay, this is a single player, a first person game uh, about one cowboy uh, walking around and uh, keeping an eye on things, except he's got a tin can on a string that goes really far away to a lady cowboy who's in a, a similar. Oh, it's Firewatch. Lives... Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, James. Uh, so your, your cowboy is. Um trapped essentially in uh i don't know uh some kind of lawman uh building uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you mean a jail <laughs> <laughs> i get yeah we'll call it we'll call it a jail um and your 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 six shooter instead of bullets fires um imagine imagine <laughs> a giant hollowed out tin of beans with both <laughs> with both the top and bottom missing and if you go into one if you go into one <laughs> emptied out tin of beans you emerge from a different tin of beans that you previously <laughs> shot into a different wall I know it's portal but I needed you to finish that <laughs> Alice <laughs> okay alright okay this one is an unusual game. You play a, a, a kind of cowering little cowboy with really big eyes and you live un- in an underground uh, cavern and there's a giant sheriff who's going to sleep for a oh, it's year. The longing. Yeah. It's the <laughs> James. Um, you you are a you are a freshly inducted new sheriff's deputy. Um, and as you as you investigate um, what appears to be a rowdy gang of bean thieves. It, it turns out that your brother is secretly is secretly working for the bean thieves, and he convinces you that the the sheriff's office is in fact involved in a large uh, Western white oh. conspiracy. So you travel around the West. Um, is, it, is it Deus Ex? Yes. <laughs> no, really. Yes. Very oh, good. Shit. Good beans. Alice. Uh, oh no, this one kind of sounds like okay. Um, you inherit a ranch from your granddad, and so you move from the big town out to his ranch, and uh, you meet the townsfolk there, and you start planting your little farm on the ranch. And it's Stardew lot- Valley. Hey, there you go, James. Uh, so you play it as a, uh, I guess maybe a coyote or other small western mammal um and you live in a kind of future futuristic version of the old west in which all the all the cowboys have been replaced um by robot cowboys Westworld. no uh, <laughs> and you i guess just run around mainly doing coyote things but oh, it's horizon a... zero dawn forbidden no. west it's, it's <laughs> not, i know what it is i think you can just say what the animal is because they had them <laughs> 
Did they have cats in the old west? <laughs> so you're just you're a fucking cat. And they were, uh, <laughs> oh, how, it's the cat. Oh, how many are... games do you play as a cat? What's I the need... game called? It's it's called like Cat World or something, isn't what's, it? Or... What's what do you call a cat when it doesn't have a home? When it's just stray. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. One minute left, Alice. Um. Okay. You are a a cursed cowboy, I guess. Uh. And in a huge uh. Old West, you can travel everywhere, um, and there are loads of enemy cowboys that are huge to fight. One of them has sewn other bits of cowboys onto himself, so he's oh, like, it's Elton Ring, <laughs> <laughs> James. Uh, you are you are a lone gunslinger for hire, um, hired to eliminate evil cowboys f- with uh, any method of your choosing, such as, for instance, poisoning a tin of beans or maybe causing... It was uh, Hitman! Yes, <laughs> causing a Alice. large tin of beans to fall on them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, you uh, control a load of cowboys who are all kind of walking around, bumping into each other and talking, and you tell the cowboys uh, when to piss and when to go to work and um, what they wear what colour hats they Age have. Age Vampires 2. Uh, the Sims. <laughs> yeah. James, one more. Oh, so 10 seconds. Uh, you, 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 you are the leader of a multinational organisation of cowboys trying to fight. XCOM. Of- yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wonderful. How many did you each get? I got six. Six I each, got, I think. I just got six. Oh, wait. Yeah, that was a- this is a very poorly designed game that only allowed you to draw. <laughs> Just like cowboys. <laughs> that was great. Well done, Nate. Yeah, well, 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 well done, cowboys. That brings us to the end of this week's episode of the Electronic Wireless Show. This was episode 10 of season two. And all that remains now is for us to make some recommendations. Because every week we like to recommend something that is not a video game. So, uh, Nate, what are you going to recommend this week? I don't usually start with you, but I thought I'd quick draw on you. <laughs> well, I've got a bit big ma- yesterday's man... Um recommendation here but i've just been really getting into the uh the expanse the um oh yeah yeah it's just really good i i, I like the books back in the day um it, it it's good solid i suppose what you'd call um so, oh what's the word for it it's like the, the the notch down from space opera where it's just a solar system um very good stuff. I usually steer away from TV sci-fi because I just uh, the, the effects always crush my suspension of disbelief, which I know is very sort of crude in me. But you know, I, I do like to see the big spaceships whizzing, and the big spaceships really do whiz uh, in the expanse. But there's also <laughs> really you know some great performances in there. I think the plot can be a little slow at times. The writing can be a little bit uninspiring, um, but you know the 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 action's great. Like I say, the characters are, are very well adapted from the source material. And uh, big spaceships whiz. They do. They do be whizzing. Who doesn't <laughs> like a big spaceship? There's a very strong lady as well. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am going to recommend a TV show as well. It's a very old one, and this is maybe cheaty, but um, been rewatching Arrested Development, and it's. So oh, it good. good. It? It's so good. It's one of the most consistent. Last two seasons, not not as good. Um, they obviously I think get... it falls quite heavily up its own bum, doesn't it? It just and they couldn't obviously get a lot of the cast for a lot of it. But the first three series of Arrested Development, I, th- I think, are some of the best uh, comedy television ever made. They're unbelievably good. And do you know what? Even if you watched it again. It's never a bad time to rewatch it. I don't think it's brilliant. You always spot something new, don't you? You. It's oh, extraordinarily dense writing. Mm, it's really, really great. Uh, and it carries on its jokes so long through all the, the seasons. So, uh, yeah, Rusted Development, watch it again. Or for the first time. Oh, I'd love to watch Rusted Development for the first time. Imagine. Or if you Imagine. could Eternal Sunshine yourself on a TV show, that would yeah. be a great pick, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, James, what have you got to recommend this week? Uh, I'm going to recommend the Canadian two-piece rock band, the Blue Stones. They don't, they don't have a new record out or anything, but they are touring the UK right now. Uh, I'm going to see them tomorrow. 
and they do a kind of bluesy but heavy and really dirty style of rock that sounds nice. disproportionately massive for a two-piece. Uh, I guess a bit like Royal Blood, only instead of it being drums and bass, it's drums and guitar. Uh, what would are... be the standout track you would want someone to listen to? Uh, <laughs> I love that one too. <laughs> I think Be My Fire. Okay. Which is on okay. sp- which is, as is the rest of their music. <laughs> Are you Googling something, mate? That was, that was me putting that in Spotify so I can listen to it after the show. <laughs> and, they, and they are on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Music. Lovely. And can I just say, Nate, I admire your restraint so much for not doing that throughout the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of amazed it finally happened by accident. Yeah. Narratively pleasing. Oh, thank you very much, lads, for joining me for this uh, episode 10 of season two of the Electronic Wireless Show podcast, Rock Paper Shotguns, PC Gaming Podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion. And thank you to you, the listener. You can find Rock Paper Shotgun on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, you can email us, podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. You can join the Discord. The link is in the show notes where you can chat about games. You can find people to play games with, and you can talk about the podcast. And you can listen to our sister podcast, Indie Discovery, which is all about cool indie games. But for all of your PC gaming needs, just go to www.rockpapershotgun.com and we will see you again next week. Bye! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs>